I am Monica Joy, founder of Assistance in Mind, AIM, a networking space for assistance worldwide, from virtual, executive, administrative, and personal assistance across all industries, sharing experience and building a community for growth and opportunity. Get involved, stay relevant. Get the latest from our hundreds of resources, from blogs, articles, ebooks, our forum, and a trending podcast. Interact with the community and get involved. Thank you for tuning into this podcast and for keeping assistance in mind. Okay, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the AIM podcast. I'm here with Alicia, and she is going to be our guest for today. And I will let Alicia go ahead and give a quick intro about herself and just introduce herself to the audience out there. And anything she wants us to know, I'll go ahead and hand it off to you. Thank you, Monica. Hi, my name is Alicia. I'm 23. I'm a virtual assistant full-time, and I've kind of started my own business with it. I'm from Pennsylvania. I really like the beach. That's just a little bit about me. Awesome. Great. Thank you for that. So what got you into virtual assisting? Was it a side hustle? Was it something you always wanted to do? Kind of let us know a little bit more about that. Actually, it was TikTok. I graduated in 2020 and then I got a job at a law firm. Um, I originally wanted to get into law and like criminal justice in that field. And then I took a job at a law firm and I was like, this is just not for me. Thankfully, I figured that out before I went to law school and spent all the money on it. Very good. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So from there, I was kind of like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Like, I have to kind of figure that out. So I took a job. I was working from home as like a call analyst. And my friend sent me a TikTok one day about being a virtual assistant. And I was like, I want to learn more about this. I took like a little online course just to kind of get some more information on it. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to try this. And then I ended up hiring a business coach in May. And then we worked together again in the summer. And at the end of the summer, she was like, let's make it a 12-week goal for you to take your business full-time. And I was like, okay, let's do it. So I actually hit the goal in 10 weeks. So congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. It was a lot. I was working really long hours, but it's so worth it to be able to like make your own schedule and work on your own terms and enjoy the work you're doing is like completely like invaluable in my opinion. I love it. It doesn't feel like work. I don't mind coming back to it. You know, once I've been away for a little bit, I don't dread going back to work. I'm like excited to get back into it. So I really love it. And I feel like I'm so lucky to be able to do it as my job. So that's kind of how it all. Oh, wow. That is nice. You saw it on TikTok. You wanted to learn more. But what made you actually take that leap into actually signing up for a course and investing in yourself in that aspect? The course wasn't that expensive. I think the course was like $200. And I was like, I can afford that right now. You know, I'm broke. I'm freshly out of college. I'm paying loans. You know, I was like, that is doable. You know, I can make it happen. And the more time I spent trying to like, you know, be present and like look at other VA social medias and things like that and just try to get an idea of what it was that like I should try and embody, I guess, like what my app should look like, what things are helpful for people, like what I should be posting, what services I wanted to get into. And I was like, I have so many unanswered questions. It's not like a traditional job where you can go to your boss and ask questions. You're kind of like on your own and like, yeah, sure, there are a lot of free resources out there, but I was like, I feel like I need a roadmap to get to where I want to go. 
And I was like, I'm going to talk with this. Her name was Gabriella. was my very first business coach. I was like, I'm going to talk to her, figure out, you know, if I can make this work. And her and I talked and we didn't decide to work together until the second or third time we talked. I think it took a little bit. And then finally, I was like, I can see you're very successful. I can see you've done this. I can see that you help other women do it. And I want it. So like, let's do it. That's great. I love to hear stories like that because it really shows that people start in so many different places, you know, Mm -hmm. whether you're not sure what you want to do or you're exactly sure what you want to do, you know, things never pan out what we expect. So having some type of guidance really is key. And so that's great that you were able to hone in on that. So speaking of, you know, all of this in context, what are some of the niches that you work with or within? I work with fitness coaches. I do a lot of lead generation, a lot of booking their sales calls, and then usually letting them know when their calls are and like keeping them organized on that. And then if the person signs, keeping that organized and like letting them know, keeping track basically of how their calls went and things like that. I really work with fitness coaches, but I actually kind of want to expand a little bit and I want to get into like virtual assistant coaching. So that's something that I'm currently working on, but I don't have enough hours in the day right now. So I'm going to have to look to hire at some point and then hopefully I'll be able to expand a little bit. Oh, perfect. I love to hear that. I love to hear about VAs having to hire out and having to expand because a lot of the times people don't realize that sometimes a VA needs a VA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people think that's kind of ironic. Can't they just handle it themselves? What would you say to people who say that? I was one of those people. I was like, I don't understand why a virtual assistant would need their own virtual assistant. But no, I totally understand it. I'm at a point where I am capped out as far as like people I can take on because I don't have enough hours in the day to consistently work with somebody. So I definitely need someone to come in and, you know, take over some of those like things that I do. And then honestly, even run my own social media. I have like no time to put into my own social media, which is so sad. And that's one of the things I'm trying to work on a little bit this summer. So hopefully (laughs) I'll be able to build that up a little bit and make it look a little bit better. But I'm definitely going to need another virtual assistant to help me because... Awesome. That's great to hear. So congratulations on being so busy and needing that. So that's great. That's lovely. I also picked up on... So you want to do some VA coaching. That is great because just like how you needed some guidance when you first started getting your feet wet, so to speak, what's some of the VA coaching that you want to get into, like how to help them start up their business, how to help them find a niche, like what area or realm would you be focusing on? The biggest thing for me when I started was I was like, I just don't know what it looks like to run a business. Like I'd never taken business courses. I wasn't a business major. I didn't do anything like that. And I was like, I just don't know what it looks like to actually run a business. Like where do you even start? I feel like it can be so overwhelming to even just get started. I feel like just giving them like a little bit of like a roadmap. It's actually not as intimidating as it seems. Like you can honestly just start like make yourself your Instagram page, start posting like three times a week and then slowly move up from there. You know, start picking out your ideal client, like figure out who it is you want to work with, like what area or like what topic what brings you joy, what makes you, what connects to you. If it's like fitness, awesome. If it's, you know, makeup and beauty, 
awesome. Just trying to help them like, I guess, essentially just make like a little roadmap of a starting point and then like a goal and then hitting it and then kind of going from there. I feel like it's less overwhelming if you're able to break it down into like a couple weeks. So if you set mine was like 12 weeks. So we set 12 week goal. And once you hit that goal, it's like, okay, awesome. I accomplished this. And you look back and you see that there's been so much progress, but then there's also something else you can work towards next. So it's kind of like less overwhelming when it's broken down into steps. So I think just trying to help them like break down the the steps it takes to get to where you want to be. And then I thought of two, maybe like coming out with like just a couple courses that like just go over like lead generation, appointment setting, that go over like content creation. And then even if it's not necessarily for VAs, but like maybe even business owners who aren't ready to bring on a VA, maybe they need a little bit of help with their stuff. So like even courses that like can be helpful for business owners who aren't quite in the position to hire a VA. I feel like that's something I kind of also want to get into. I love that. I love that. How you're thinking outside of the box. You're not just thinking about VAs. You're thinking about how you can leverage it for other small business owners too. So maybe they're on the fence about hiring a VA and maybe this will tip them on that one side to say, okay, I need a VA. Or maybe they're just not there yet. And, you know, they could use some help with content creation, lead generation and all that stuff. So that's great. That's wonderful. I know speaking of getting into the whole clients and I know you've been a VA for a while now. Have you ran into any nightmare clients or have you found your dream client? Let's get into the nitty gritty of all the ins and outs of what can happen when you start your own business. I've had two clients I've worked for that have not been dream clients. I won't name names, but they, it just kind of came down to like not really listening to what I had to say. I feel like when you hire a VA for a specific reason, you're bringing them in because it's not like either the person doesn't know enough to do it themselves or don't have the time to do it themselves. And I feel like when you bring in a VA, in that specific niche or for whatever purpose, like if you bring someone in for them outreach, it's probably because you don't want to do your own outreach. You probably aren't as good at it as the VA is and you probably aren't in a position where like you're able to do it. To not take their advice and to not listen kind of like makes it difficult to work with them. If I brought someone in to like refinish my floors, I'm not going to tell them that they're doing it wrong or I'm not going to listen to them if they tell me that I need right. something done because I'm not an expert in that. Just like some of those things. Communication was another big one. I think that the other like main problem was just like communication with the expectations and not being clear enough about what the expectation was when we started and just kind of led to like a miserable work experience. I don't work with either of those clients anymore. Honestly, all the clients I work with now, I absolutely love. They are all very different, but they're all like, we all get along very well. Like we're all very similar in certain ways, but they're all so different from each other. So it's like super cool to see how that happens because I feel like different parts of my personality mesh well with each individual coach. And I see. it's just really awesome to see how different they are, but like see how well I get along with each of them. And I have not had a bad experience with any of the ones I'm currently working with. 
I love working with them. And honestly, like I, part of the reason I'm having so much trouble bringing someone in is because I'm like, I don't want to give them up. Like I don't want to give up the people I'm working with. Right. That's definitely something I'm working on. But yeah, definitely when it comes to clients I have not had such good experiences with, it's come down to like communication and just not listening to me as like the authority on like lead generation and like appointment setting and things like that. So right, I get it. It's like they hire you to come in and do something either because like you said, they don't have the time or they don't have the experience, but then they still want to kind of tell you how to do your job. And I'm just like, those are the worst type of clients who don't know how to delegate. It's like you hired a VA for a reason. You need to let it go. You know, when they say, let that go, let it go. Like really let it go. So I know I've had that experience where I've had a problematic client that just was, let's just say, let's just call it how it is, a micromanager. Yes, yes. That's exactly what came to mind when you said that I was like micromanaging 100%. Yeah, micromanagers are the worst. I could go on and on, and I'm sure you can too, about micromanagers. But you know, the thing about it is if you are in the market for a VA and you're looking for a VA, You need to respect their authority, like you said. You need to expect that they're an expert in that domain. You hire them. They got through the interview process for a reason, right? Because they were the best one out of, you know, your whole selection, right? So why hinder what they're trying to do for you by putting like a cap on their expertise by saying, you know, by being controlling, I would say. And I think that's one thing that I definitely had an issue with was when they don't know how to delegate and then they're controlling at the same time. But I'm glad that you're now working with clients who you do find some joy in. So that's great. So what are some of the perks of like working for yourself? Because I know a lot of people want to hear it, but being a VA, it's a little bit different because we kind of set our own rules and set our own pace. I love the fact that like, if I need off for something, I simply tell like the people I'm working with, like, you know, I'm off this day. There's not really any questions asked. It's not like when you have a traditional job and you have to put in vacation time and it has to get approved. It's like, if I'm traveling, I'm away. And like, if you have an emergency, you're more than welcome to contact me and I'm more than happy to help you. But if I say I'm off, like I don't have to answer to anyone about it. Like I'm away. And that's really nice. It's also like, now I'm really bad with boundaries. So like I had my brother's wedding this past weekend and I ended up working on Friday just because I was like, oh, like I don't want to like tell them I'm not working. But like if I do need off, I do take it. But I really enjoy my work. So I have a hard time kind of like shutting it down. Yeah, Um, I'm the same way. I totally get it. I definitely have a tough time. Like even I usually try to take like an hour for myself and like have lunch during the day. I... I'm really bad at it. I find myself like, well, maybe I should pop in and like check on this coach and like see how it's going. Like, and I'm like, no, I have to remind myself that like, this is my hour and like, I need to stay off of the phone for an hour. Like, let's relax for a minute. So it's definitely nice to be able to set your own schedule and to be able to take off when you need it. Or like, if like you have an emergency, like usually there's not really questions asked. It's usually, yeah, go ahead and take care of whatever you need. Thanks for letting me know. And It's never been a problem, which is really nice. I think my biggest problem working at the law firm I was at was there was such a lack of respect 
I feel like everyone who worked there was much older than me and kind of like looked at me like I was like a child and (laughs) which I mean, yes, 21, 22 is pretty young to be working in a law firm, but it also like, I was still a coworker and I still kind of expected to be treated how they wanted to be treated. And that was not the case at all. So that kind of was like the final thing for me. I was like, I cannot stand working for other people, especially when there's such a lack of respect. And I think being able to work for myself has been really awesome because it's like, I don't have to deal with that. And if I have a client who isn't being respectful of me, usually there's a conversation that we have and you know, either continue or we don't continue. And I feel like that has definitely been awesome. Like as far as like mental health, just because it's like, I don't have to work in a negative environment. I kind of get to pick the environment that I'm working in and I kind of set my own rules and my own boundaries. And I don't have to let someone treat me a certain way just because they're my boss. So that's really nice. Yeah. I like that too. I like having that freedom of just... If I need to get away, it's just I'm notifying you. End of story. I'm here for you if there's an emergency because, you know, that's just that's the nature of the job, right? You just have to be there if it is something that's going down, right? Because that's kind of what we do. We put out fires from time to time. And that's expected. I get it. It's totally expected. But I also think that one of the things that you hit on on is the mental health aspect. I really appreciate that. Being in the right mindset and knowing you deserve an hour out of your day to do X, Y, and Z, even if it's just lunch. Some people don't have, you know, don't necessarily eat lunch on lunch, but taking that hour and doing something that kind of helps you reset. So I appreciate that because having that right mindset, um, knowing that your value and your worth deserves a little bit of space, a little bit of break to kind of decompress. So I appreciate that. So when it comes to working with your coaches, what's kind of some of the best practices that you employ that help set you up for success? Honestly, just really clear expectations. I feel like I don't have any issues, any of the coaches I'm working with because we've made the expectations so clear and we have very good communication. Like I have one coach who I talk to like on and off all day and we talk about everything from work to like podcasts that we like to listen to. And there are some like coaches that I have where like we exchange a few messages throughout the day, just going over like everything. And then that's really it. So it kind of varies, but communication is very strong with all of them. And just knowing that the expectation of like, here is what's realistic and here is what can be done. But in order for me to achieve this, I need this from you. And I think that has been a huge help and just has been very like, it's definitely, I think the difference between having success in your clients and having success or not being successful with your clients. And I definitely think that like being able to communicate with them, like what is realistic and having no like, okay, it's not realistic to, you know, in the first day be booking like 25 calls. Like that's not realistic. We will have some days where maybe we book like five or six calls and that's awesome. But then there might be some days that are slower and you might only book one or you might not book any. Honestly, sometimes the DMs are dry. Sometimes the DMs are popping off. It really depends. And 
making sure that like the expectations clear that like sometimes it's it's hit or miss really and it depends on the yeah. day but knowing that like I'm always going in there and I'm always giving my best efforts and like doing my best to make sure that they're successful so definitely communication and clear expectations are no those are two good ones I think they would be at the top of my list too because if you don't have good communication I mean with any relationship it's going to break down Mm-hmm. And then if there's not clear expectations, one person is going to be disappointed. And the thing I like about you and what I've learned about you so far is that you are pretty straightforward. You like just tell it how it is. And I'm sure that's what your clients appreciate about you. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead and elaborate because I see you wanting to say more about that. I'm very straightforward. I try like to be as straightforward as possible without being like hurtfully honest. Like I don't like to be so brutally honest, like I hurt people's feelings, but I definitely like to be straightforward because again, going back to like one of my former clients who was not my favorite, we were constantly having conversations about like what could be improved upon. And we got to a point where she was like, I'm happy with everything. Everything's great. I went on like a two day trip and I came back and then it was like, we had a problem. And I was like, I don't understand how, you know, we went from having a meeting a few days ago and everything was great and going really well and perfect. And you were happy to, you know, it was like two or three days over the weekend and now some issues going on. So I really think that had this person just been straightforward and very honest with me about what was going on, I think that we would have been in a much better place than we ended up. So definitely very straightforward. I feel like you have to be when it comes to your business. I feel like I've grown a lot in that area. I feel like when I first started, I was very kind of like timid and very afraid to say like if I needed something from a coach. Now when I onboard them, I send them a list and I'm like, okay, this is typically what I need. This is helpful. If you have something like this, awesome. If you don't, we can work together to make it. But these are typically what I need to be successful. So I've definitely gotten to a point where I'm a little bit more assertive about what I need to help them succeed, which I think has been really helpful. But yeah, I definitely straightforward when it comes to business. (laughs) No, I think we have to be. I think if we're not true to ourselves, if we're not true to ourselves when we're running our own business, then it's like we're kind of putting ourselves back in that employee role. You know what I mean? Kind of like you're putting yourself back in a position that you got away from, but not being true to yourself and keeping it real. So I appreciate that. And another point that you brought out is that the Jekyll Hyde whole thing with the clients, I get that's a pet peeve of mine. One day, you know, this happened to me too on a Friday. It was like, everything's going great. It's wonderful. I come back on a Monday and it's like, everything's about to explode. So in those situations for new and upcoming VAs, what advice would you give them for those Jekyll Hyde type personalities? I would say if this is a client that like, if this is a big client you have and you really, really need to work with them, like, you know, your livelihood, your income depends on it and you need to make this work. I would say have as many conversations as you need to have to get on the same page and just make it very clear that you know, anytime they're feeling any certain way about anything, they need to communicate that to you. If it's someone who maybe they don't make up as much of your income, or maybe it's somebody that 
is more trouble than they're worth, I would let them go. I feel like it's never good to like turn away business. But if this client is going to be like detrimental to your mental health, it's not worth it. And the whole reason that you're being a VA and the whole reason that you're, you know, stepping into this role and having your own business and like being in charge of yourself is to better your life and to better your mental health and to give yourself a good work environment. And if you're going to put yourself in a position where the person's not going to like add to that, I would say it's probably not worth it to work with them. However, if this is like one client you have and they make up half of your income, I would say, you know, try to keep them happy as long as you can and maybe look to try to replace that income. That's some good advice because it's very crucial when we think about our livelihoods. There's a lot of things on the line. And I know the topic of mental health keeps coming up and it's not good mental health to deal with toxic people. So that was spot on. If I'm a new and upcoming VA and I'm forced with the decision whether to let a client go or keep a client, you really have to weigh the pros and cons is what I'm hearing from you. And you really have to figure out what you're willing to accept. And I know you said, you know, you might have some issues with boundaries, but it sounds like your boundaries are pretty clear. It sounds like you pretty much know what you want in a client. Yes, I've gotten better with that. As far as like knowing who I do and don't want to work with, I've gotten much better at that. My issue comes at like being able to put the phone down and leave it down. And, you know, if I see someone's messaged me at eight o'clock at night, you know, putting the phone down and not responding to it because it's on my time now and you know, I need to be present in my evening and present in my life too, but I usually still look and respond. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's where I have poor work boundaries. Even if I am in the passenger in the car, I'm working and that's a little excessive. And I feel yeah. like that is Maybe something just that... a little bit, Alicia, just a little bit. <laughs> Like my, I'll be like, oh, I really want to go to Starbucks. And I'll be like, call my brother and be like, hey, will you drive me to Starbucks so I can work in the car? And he's like, that's like, he's like, you're just put the phone down. And I'm like, but I should be working. So, but that's where I have boundary issues as far as like knowing when to turn it off. But as far as boundaries as to knowing what I will and won't, accept in my business and who I will and won't work with. I feel like I'm pretty clear in that, but it's just knowing when to turn off the phone that I yeah. <laughs> I have. No, issues. I'm the same way. And you know what actually happened to me, a real life situation last night is a client. I'm helping them with their website and I was available all day to them, like all day. They didn't get back to me till like 11 o'clock at night and I'm tired. I'm like sleeping, right? And so I look at the text message and I'm just like, yeah, that text message kind of woke me up because I keep my phone on just in case for emergencies, right? And I said that text message woke me up. So I was up bright and early at four o'clock in the morning and I text back. I was like, I got your text message last night. I'm working on it. I'm doing it. Haven't heard anything from the client because they're probably sleeping in. <laughs> so setting those boundaries is very important, actually. It's very important. So I know with AIM, a lot of our community, you know, they just really like to absorb. They're like a sponge. They want to absorb all this information. And I know stereotypically, you know, people think that uh, virtual assistants 
or just taking notes in meetings or doing calendars. What would you say about, you know, breaking that stereotype into what a virtual assistant is and what it isn't? So I think, and this kind of goes back to talking about the client who I'm not working with anymore. We did not have a very successful business relationship. I would say that with her, it felt like I was brought on just as an assistant and there was really not good communication. It did not ever feel like we had a friendly relationship. It was very kind of cold. The women that I work with now, I feel like I am friends with them. I feel like I'm part of their teams. They all like make it very clear. Like when they bring me in, they're like, I want to introduce you to the rest of the team. And like, yeah, like we're so excited to have you working with us and you're part of our team. And I think that, you know, taking the idea that like you've just brought someone on as like a subcontractor or you've just brought someone in to handle something, whereas like changing it to like, I've made them a part of our team. I think that that is a huge... I don't know. I feel like I look at it so differently. Like, and it feels different when you're working with them. Like, you're excited because you're like, I feel like I'm part of something. And in your own business, it's so nice to feel like you're a part of someone else's team and that you're a valued member of their team. Whereas if someone just is like, oh, yeah, this is my assistant, and like it feels more cold and it feels less welcoming, it doesn't feel like you have that connection. So I, when coaches tell me that like, I'm part of their team, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm part of the team. Like, (laughs) I love that. I think that that is like, I don't know. It just, it feels friendly and I want to work with people I want to be friends with. So I feel like, no, I get your point. You want to be considered, you know, part of the team. You want to be an extension of their team. So you want to feel welcomed. You want to feel like you're a part of something just because you're a virtual assistant and you might not be in the office with everyone else or you might be the assistant, so to speak. You still want to feel welcomed. And I think that's a good thing when a client can make you feel welcome and a part of the team because we're really here to have them be successful because their success is our success, essentially. And I think what a lot of clients don't realize is they're the backbone of our businesses. They help us Mm -hmm. get to where, you know, obtain our goals and our dreams and working for ourselves. So having a nice rapport with them is like icing on the cake. So for you, giving advice to some up and coming virtual assistants, what would you say makes a virtual assistant valuable, whether it's her skill set? Sorry, I didn't mean to say just her because there's he's out there. (laughs) I always get myself caught up with that. But what makes a virtual assistant valuable in today's world? I think the fact that essentially like they have the power to drive your sales. Like for my coaches, a lot of them, like I find their leads and I book their calls and you know, it's great that like they're able to take the calls and close on them. But without me, they wouldn't have those leads. And, you know, it's not to be like overconfident and arrogant and be like, I find all their leads. Like they wouldn't have any business without me. But it's like, you know, it would be much more difficult for them to take the time out of their day to, you know, look for new leads and look for new people and to reach out to those people and to have those conversations and carry it through to the end and then book their calls and then manage that. Like essentially like having a virtual assistant is helping drive their sales up. Like they're more profitable because we are out here finding leads and finding new clients for them. So it's kind of like, you know, if we stopped 
showing up and we stopped doing these things, like they would probably take a decent hit in their sales because they wouldn't have somebody to take the time to go out and find new people for them. So not to say that like they wouldn't be successful without us, but we definitely help them to be more successful because we're able to have more reach as far as like, we're able to sit down and take, you know, an hour and send out 20 messages. And then we're able to continue those conversations for them while they're off doing, you know, other things for their clients. So I definitely think we free up their time to be able to step into their CEO role. And I think that we definitely drive their sales up by bringing in the leads and by being able to have that reach and like being able to have those conversations and communicate for my coaches. Right, exactly. Successful. So not only an extension of their team, you're an extension of their brand and who they are. So that's awesome. So for a VA trying to get into lead generation, what's your tips and tricks? What's some of your advice that you can offer to someone who's out there listening who says, this is my niche. This is what I want to do. I would say definitely you don't want to sound salesy. You want your connections with people to be genuine. When I reach out to these people who you know are ideal clients for my coaches, usually I look through their profiles and there's usually something on their profile and I'm like, wow, like this would go great with this coach. Like this connects to them so well. I usually like some of their photos, just kind of like go through their things and like really take a second to kind of not like get to know their profile, but like take a second to like pick up like, oh, they have a dog. This coach has a dog. This coach really loves dogs. You know what? Let's focus on that. So like trying to pick something that relates to the coach and like trying to pick something like just being genuine, like not coming in and being like, hi, do you want to buy my coaching program? Like that's so off-putting and like nobody wants that. So like for cold outreach, trying to make a connection on something and like getting to know them first. Like, you know, how are they? How's their week going? Do they have any plans for summer? You know, are they into fitness? Are they working on any goals? Anything like that? You know, how are they feeling with nutrition? And like getting to know them a little bit more than just popping in and being like, hi, do you want to buy my product? And then as far as like warm leads, I would say if you're looking for lead generation, if you have warm leads, visit those first because your warm leads are going to be the easiest to convert aside from hot leads. If you have hot leads, that's usually someone coming and being like, hi, I want to work with you. And that's awesome. But if you have warm leads, those are the easiest to try to convert because odds are they've probably been following you for a little bit and they probably are already interested, but they just never really thought about reaching out. So I would say your warm leads are awesome. That's a great place to start. And then you know, obviously cold outreach if you don't have any warm leads. But if that's the case, I would say work on building up your profile so that you do have warm leads so that you don't have to spend time doing cold outreach. So good tips, all good tips. And I like how you broke it down to cold, warm, hot, because when you're a VA, sometimes you don't know these things, you know, because you're not in the sales realm per se. But it seems like as you narrow down what your niche is and your expertise and what level of services you offer, you really get to become that expert in that field. So thank you for that. I know we're wrapping up the podcast right now, but I definitely want to ask you a question. When it came to starting your own business, 
what was that defining moment? I know you said you didn't want to be an employee. You didn't want to work and you discovered going to law school wasn't the thing. You saw it on TikTok. What was that defining moment? Was there something that you felt? Was there something that, I mean, really what tipped you over the edge? So I think for me, I just was like, I don't have anything to lose. And I I was like, I'm going to try it and I have to make it work. I really like was at a point where I was like, if I don't make it work, I don't have a backup plan. So like this has to work. And my business coach, when I talked to her, she's like out of all my clients and she's been in the industry for a long time. And she was like, you have been like one of the most like, not dedicated, but like the most like has to make this work. She's been like putting in, I think at one point I worked 14 hours for like two or three months straight because I was like, I have to make this happen. Like I don't have a backup plan. There was no like going back to school and figuring it out. Like this was it. And I was like, I have to do it. Like I was like, if I fail, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I have to do this. So it was more just like failure was not an option. It was like, I have to do this. And that was really it. (laughs) There wasn't like a like, wow, I really want to do this. It was just like, I have to do this. I have to do this. I love that statement. I have to do this. No, that's good. That's very good because a lot, a lot of VAs coming in are like, okay, well, if this doesn't work, then here's plan B. This was like, because originally it was, I wanted to go to law school and I wanted to be like a prosecutor and like get into that. And that you know, fell through. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, I'm working now as a call analyst from home. And I was like, but this is not what I want to do with my life. Like, this is like not it. And I actually had gotten promoted in that job. I was actually like taking over the team in that job two months before I left. So I actually promoted and I actually was like moving up and I was managing our team and I still was willing to leave. I was like, I worked so hard to like build this business. And I'm at a point now where like I can leave and do my business full time. And I was like, you know, I was like, am I wrong for like walking away from just getting a promotion at like a really awesome company? And I was like, we can't sit here, work from home in our little room office for the rest of our lives. Like we want more than that. So, you know, I was still even willing to leave after being promoted and like, excelling there. I was like, it would be a waste and like, it would be a disservice to myself to not pursue the business that I just built. So I love how you said that would be a disservice to yourself. I love how you put that. That is just being so frank and being so real. It would have been, I can vouch for that. It would have been a disservice to yourself because I'm sure the clients you have now without you making those decisions, those tough decisions, they wouldn't be where they are now. Your help redefining not only your own career, your own business, but their businesses as well. Like we touch, as virtual assistants, we touch on a lot of things. We could be the mini CEO, COO, CIO, you know, like, and if we don't know it, we're willing to learn it on the fly. I don't know, like, Tell me your experience about that, like having to learn something on the fly. 
one of the coaches I worked with, she's kind of like a part-time client now. She's more like project-based and sometimes like if she's traveling, she'll be like, can you check in on my social media? But for the most part, I don't work with her on a daily basis anymore. But she was like, I'd like to set up the back end of my business and I want it all automated. And I was like, okay, I like that. What are you trying to use? You know, what do you need done? I was like, if I don't know it, I'll learn it. And she was like, okay. And she's like, I'm going to use Dubsado. She's like, so she's like, just take some time, get to know it and we'll get to work. And I was like, okay. So I think I spent like four hours watching YouTube videos to try to figure it all out and just... (laughs) Again, primarily, like I do some back end things, like I've managed like MailChimp and I've managed email lists and things like that. But for the most part, I hadn't set up the back end of someone else's business. So I was like, okay, I can do this. I was like, yeah. oh. you know, it was great. Her and I built, and she was very hands on in it because she really likes to learn things. And she was like, we had like, I think, one more thing to finish up. And it was like a Friday and I came in on Monday and she's like, I finished it over the weekend because I was so excited. And I was like, that's fine with me. I was like, (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I made my day easier, but it was very cool to get to like learn that and like get to set it up. But I definitely learned that like it took a couple hours to figure out and to go in and like, we had a lot of conversations about like, what does it look like on your end? Well, like, how does it you know, like sending test things, going through it, like making test clients. And it's always a process, but it was definitely very cool to learn. And, you know, obviously you gain new skills as you do things like that. So. Yeah. And I'm glad you touched base on the back end piece because a lot of people can be intimidated by technology. What do you say to people who are, or VAs who are like, that's, that's just, I can't do that. That's not me. So I kind of thought that too at first. Like I was like, oh, like I'm really bad at technology. So like I'm never going to be able to set up the back end of someone's business like that. I was like, I don't know how she's confident that I can do that. But there's instructions for everything. Like there's tutorials everywhere. You know, you can always find somebody who knows how to do it. And honestly, if you can practice with it, that honestly is the best thing I found. Like I very much learned through doing things. So when her and I were going through it, I think I made like four or five test clients and just sent everything and made sure everything was actually automated and was operating correctly. So honestly, if you can practice it and if you can watch videos on it and if you can find tutorials on it, it's not that hard to learn as long as you there's some type of guide out there somewhere. You just have to find it. Perfect. I love that. And that is so true. So true. Anything else the audience should know about VA or about you, about anything in general? Share some Uh, knowledge. So my most recent client that I just onboarded, her and I were having a conversation and she was like, you should be more confident in yourself and in your services. And she's like, if you're not confident in them, nobody else will be confident in them. Nobody else will believe that you can do it. So she's like, even if you have to fake the confidence, make sure that when you present yourself, you present yourself as you are the best VA out there. And yeah, like we all want to hype ourselves up and be like, I'm the best VA. But like, obviously there's always so much to learn, but make sure that you're confident in the skill set that you have and make sure that when you go into interviews, you don't shy away from that. Like make sure you are confident in your skill set and you you know, make it very clear what your strong skills are and just have confidence in yourself and 
present yourself as confident and present yourself like you believe in what you're doing and you believe in what you're saying. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. And I think that hits the nail on the head. I think that's a great way to kind of wrap up the podcast. Definitely. So tell the audience where we can find you online, name of your business, your website, all of that. We want to know because if we need a VA who's not intimidated by technology, you are one of the rare finds out there. So let them all know where can we find you? So you can find me on Instagram, Alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A, B underscore V-A. That's me. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok. Oh, I TikTok. Was- I got to get on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. My TikTok's not the greatest. I've got to... I need to get um, on TikTok. I definitely am behind the eight ball on that one. So you're ahead of the game. And I know TikTok is, I mainly seen it for like dancing things. So I never thought how it connects with really promoting your business. So I'm going to have to look into that because I'm not on TikTok yet. So where can I, you find me on TikTok? You can find me at alicia.b.va. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. It was wonderful to have you, Alicia. And definitely we want to invite you back. So all of you out there in the AIM community, hit up Alicia. She's on Instagram. She's on TikTok. And read the blog and find out more about who she is and what she does. Until next time, we will see you later. Goodbye. Goodbye.